Howdy do, y'all. I'm Uncle Drank, star of the ballad of Uncle Drank. It is a scripted musical podcast about the life and times of me, fictional golf and western country music pioneer, Uncle Drank. The series also stars Luke Wilson, Brian Kelly, Chelsea Lynn, Kinky Friedman, and Billy Zane as a talking blender named Blendy. You can find The Ballad of Uncle Drank on Sirius XM, Pandora, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to Lips LA with Scott Lips. Hey guys, it's Scott. Wow, what a year. Welcome to the wrap-up, the wrap-up show of 2020 better known as sort of the best of show. So I'm going to go through what I consider to be some of the best stuff this year from TV shows to movies to podcasts, things like that. It is my wrap up of the best of 2020. And what a year to say best of, because obviously it was a undeniably crazy, strange and, and tragic year. Obviously, we all want to put this behind us. We all really just want to get to 2021 and hope that in the fall, things are better, and I'm hoping that they're better for all of you guys. So if you're listening to the show, I'm not sure if this show is going to air actually this week because it is the last week of December that I'm recording this, but chances are you will probably be listening to this the first week of January when I release it. The Paul Stanley episode just dropped. So this is the wrap-up of 2020, and again, this is subjective. So I just kind of went through what I thought was some of the best media of this year. And it's funny, when I went through a lot of these things, whether there be uh, TV shows, films, music, podcasts, things like that, I realized a couple of things. This was definitely the year of television for me. Uh, we're all stuck at home. We obviously are all craving uh, content and media. And, uh, and I, for one, have definitely run out of things to watch. So I made what I thought is a fairly comprehensive list of some things that I liked. Now, are there shows? Are there, is there music? Are there podcasts? Are there books? Are there things that are that I'm not including, that maybe you love, I'd love to hear from you, and I'd love to hear what you love. These are just the things that move me. So some of them are relatively new, uh, and some of them are things that happened over the year. I had to go back and kind of Google which shows came out when, because it's been such a blur of a year, obviously, that it's sort of hard to, to kind of reconfigure and, and just reimagine what really happened this year with everything going on. And, and, and again, such a tragic year. So hopefully this podcast will bring you a little bit of laughter, a little bit of light, and more importantly, some information of things that you can go back, and we're all stuck at home still. Uh, I feel like uh, from what I've been watching on the news, we're going to go into probably our second month now of lockdown for January. So check it out. Maybe these things will um, bring you a little bit light at the end of the darkness, you know. So The Undoing, let's start with TV. Uh, a great show, Hugh Grant, um, Nicole Kidman, obviously. Such a great show, HBO. Um, definitely it, it's a short season. So I feel like it's like six episodes. One of the better shows I've seen, um, this year for sure. And we're all craving that content. So do yourself a favor. If you haven't watched the undoing, it is definitely one of my favorite shows. Another show that's new, uh, is uh, actually just released in the month of December. I believe your honor with Brian Cranston on Showtime. Another great, great show. This show, if you haven't watched it, is about a judge whose son is involved in a hit and run, and there's a whole cover-up that goes along with it. I won't give away the plot line, but again, just a great show. Brian Cranston is such an incredible actor. Um, this is I, I'm only on episode three because we're at the end of the year, and I think episode four will be dropping probably this week or next week, whatever it may be. But again, I can tell already that this show is captivating and, and for sure one of the best shows that I've seen so far on television. Another great show, Good Lord Bird, Ethan Hawke. 
great, great, great show. Um, you know, what an incredible actor Ethan Hawke is. I mean, I've always known he was a great actor, um, but uh, this show really, you know, is a great showcase for his acting capabilities. And another story, you know, set in, uh, I want to say, actually, I don't even know what, what year it said, but, but what an incredible, incredible acting job and, and just a, a great show that you need to watch for the messaging, for the acting, um, and, and just the quality overall show. Um, my buddy Jack Houston was on the show not long ago, uh, and he is on the new season of Fargo, which stars Chris Rock, and uh, it involves some of the crime families, uh, I believe in the 1920s or 1940s uh, in Fargo. Um, again, all the Fargo uh, episodes and all the seasons are not connected. Actually, the, the seasons are not connected. So you don't need to watch you know, season one to know what's going on with the new season. Um, again, brought a smile to my face. You get to see Chris Rock in a dramatic role, which is something you normally don't get to do. So another great show. Uh, somebody feed Phil. If you guys are foodies like me, you'll really appreciate this show. I, I guess I should really put this into different categories. Um, this is another show in the food genre. There was also the Eater Guide uh, to uh, to eat. I think it was like the Eater Guide to the Universe, I believe, or either. yeah. So another great foodie show. All these shows. Somebody feed Phil. You know, Phil's a bit of a nebbishy character. He travels around the globe and eats at different spots and different countries, different cities, and you get to learn about the culture and his humor and, and, and the food, more importantly. And if you are foodies and you haven't seen Somebody Feed Phil and you haven't seen The Eater Guide to the Universe, again, both great shows centered around food. There's other ones, and, and there's other shows. There's Chef and other shows like that with John Favreau. But those are two shows that I thought were really great. Um, you know, again, I should probably have made this into like food categories, documentaries, but in the food category, I definitely recommend those two shows. I mean, enough has been said about Queen's Gambit. Uh, I have not watched the entire season. Truth be told, I actually need to get into it more, but I know it's on everyone's list. So if you haven't seen it, definitely uh, it's bringing chess back into the forefront and, and people are now really enjoying playing chess where chess was not a game that people were really getting into the last few years. I mean, if they were into it, it was under the radar for me because I hadn't seen chess in the forefront of our culture. So kudos for bringing chess into the limelight, Queen's Gannett. Tiger King. Uh, enough has been said about this show and obviously well, you know, one of the, the greatest freak shows of this year. Funny story, and I guess I could tell this story because I, I feel like this is not pertinent anymore because she doesn't live here, but I was getting my mail um, not long ago, maybe two or three months ago, and I go down to my mailbox and I look underneath my mailbox and there's a package that says um, from Harold Baskin to Carol Baskin and it was right underneath my mailbox and I soon realized that Carol Baskin had moved in next door to me. Uh, I guess she was here when she was doing Dancing with the Stars. What a weird thing. Um, I didn't get to see her. People in my building did get to see her. I don't believe she lives here anymore, but um, that was quite freaky and quite weird considering... Um, all the conspiracy theories that are floating around that show. Obviously, enough, as I said, has been said about that show. But if for some reason you're, uh, you know, just the odd person that has not seen The Tiger King, you got to see it. It's one of the best um, documentaries that have been made this year. Um, and it is a freak show, but I definitely recommend it. Uh, another thing that brought a smile to my face always and my favorite show on TV ever, probably, is Kirby Enthusiasm Season 10. Larry David in fine form, another great show. I was super excited that this was something that could t 
take away the monotony um, during this quarantine. And, and it was helpful for sure. Um, Unorthodox, if you guys have not seen that show, make sure you see it. Uh, it uncovered some of the myths about the Orthodox religion, the Jewish religion, that I didn't know. And to be honest with you, um, I don't know how much of it is accurate. I didn't research if it was completely accurate, but uh, it was an eye-opener, uh, and it was very well done and definitely a series that I recommend. Superb acting, a great story, and again, another thing that can take your mind off of everything that's going on. Uh, in continuing our, our conversation about other shows and seasons of shows that are a continuum to, to what's been gone on before, Ozark season three, uh, another great season of a great show. If you haven't gotten into Ozark, I highly recommend it. Um, definitely deserving of all the awards that it's getting. So um, yeah, a great, great, great show. What else? What else? Um, you know, I have some fan favorites and I have favorites of mine that are quirky, but again, under the radar, um, there's a show called Dave featuring Little Dickie that was on FX this year that I really like. And again, it's sort of that Kirby enthusiasm. Little Dickie yeah, plays a rapper, obviously up and coming. He kind of plays himself. It's a little bit autobiographical. Um, but the show in itself has that, you know, cynicism that has that Larry David sort of Little Dickie for me is like this generation's you know, Larry David in a sense, although, you know, centered in the hip hop community, but it's funny. It's a really funny show. I feel like it didn't get a lot of the accolades it should have gotten, um, but what a great show and highly, highly recommended. Um, what else? Uh, just while I love documentaries. So I guess we should jump into a couple of the documentaries that I found to be really good this year. You know, I have run out of documentaries. So I, um, you know, essentially I'm just watching documentaries about anything now. I'm like, I always joke around. I'm like, this next documentary is about how they make yogurt because I literally run out of every, I'm watching documentaries about bands and artists and, you know, things I had no interest in. So, um, I don't know. I, I just, you know, that is the genre that probably appeals to me the most, but I have definitely expounded all my documentaries this year. But I, I do like, if you guys want to check out a couple really great documentaries, the Bee Gees documentary just came out on HBO, a great documentary. There's another one on HBO Plus, uh, Murder on Middle Beach. Um, it's about a son's plight to uncover who killed his mother. Um, and it's, uh, there's a lot of vulnerability in this episode. And uh, just you feel so much empathy for this kid and, you know, and compassion that he's actually on the hunt for his mother's killer. And and again, not a long season. A lot of the shows this year seem to come out, you know, with five or six episodes and, and they're an easy watch. So this one in particular, uh, I finished it in a day or two, but Murder on Middle Beach, HBO, great show. Definitely go check that out and check out the Bee Gees documentary, as I mentioned. Uh, and maybe uh, another show that you guys should check out if you haven't already is Upload, a show set in the future. It's on Amazon Prime. I really liked Upload. I love shows. Uh, I loved Blade Runner when I was a kid because I, I wanted to know what the future looked like. So Upload's a quirky comedy uh, set in the future. You know, it, it's definitely uh, something that's fairly unrealistic in terms of like uploading someone's memory and sort of living in someone's memory. But um, it, it reminded me of, of some of the Woody Allen movies of years ago, you know, uh, you know, and some of the comedy like Sleeper and things like that that I really liked growing up. So check that out if you haven't already. Um, and let's talk about movies. Um, you know, it's funny, when I was going through the list of movies, uh, I realized, and even looking at some of the best of lists this year, there weren't a lot of movies, like full-on movies that I loved. I, I tried to get into Tenant, 
Uh, I'm going to revisit it too. I didn't really uh, have the time to really, uh, it's a complex movie and I need to sort of revisit it. I just started watching it and fell asleep to be really frank. I know a lot of people liked it, <clears throat> but um, some movies that I did like, <clears throat> and again, I don't think that there, uh, there are that many movies for me that really made the list that were really standout movies. To be honest with you, it was really about the television and even other content like YouTube. Mm. But uh, The Five Bloods, Spike Lee, great movie. Um, if you haven't checked that out, make sure you see that movie. A great, great film. And, and you know, any other time period, if it wasn't 2020, I would imagine The Five Bloods would be winning all sorts of awards. Uh, and it still might. Um, but that movie needed to be brought to light a little bit more than it was. And another movie that I just saw recently called The Sound of Metal on Amazon, Amazon Prime about a, a guy that's a drummer in a band that loses his hearing. Uh, he becomes deaf and his struggles to sort of, you know, relate to society and, and, and just sort of get on with his life uh, now that his hearing loss has actually taken over his life. And he, you know, it's an incredible story. Uh, it's more about uh, what happens to his hearing and his hearing loss um, versus him being a drummer, which I think from the previews, you would imagine there is more of a music element. And that's probably one of the reasons why I took it right away because of the drummer element. Um, but it was a good movie. Uh, I liked it. Um, I, you know, I wish there were more movies this year that I loved. But, you know, the movies that I mentioned were movies, um, things and documentaries like, you know, that I mentioned were either TV shows or some of the things I mentioned, like Tiger King and things like that. There were series. So but in terms of like full length movies, there weren't a lot. Um, those were the ones that I would recommend. Music. Let's get into music, guys. And again, you know, I wish I could say that there were a bunch of full-length records that I was obsessed with this year. Uh, it was more about the singles. Um, a lot of great music that came out. I know Disco made a huge comeback from Dewey Lipa to Miley Cyrus to other artists. Disco was in full effect. Uh, I'm more of a rock guy, as you guys probably know if you listen to the show. The Pearl Jam record, um, Gigaton, was great. Um, again, another record during any other time period would have gotten, you know, more accolades, I think. Um, so flew under the radar a little bit, um, but it deserves more attention that it got because of, you know, again, I think people just sort of conflicted. Should we release our record or should we hold it? But, you know, people, there's a desire here for content and for music and for things to make people feel good. And obviously, you know, I respect every artist's decision to release music now. It's just uh, because they couldn't tour. I think a lot of these records now are not getting you know, the, the attention they deserve. Um, another record that was on everyone's list, and again, I'm not the hugest Fiona Apple fan, to be honest with you, but Fetch the Bolt Callers was a, definitely a record that was on every best of list this year. Um, I appreciate Fiona Apple. Um, I know people think it's the best album of the year. It's not what I listen to, but definitely check it out if you're into that kind of thing. Um, what else can we talk about? Um, Again, something that you guys are well aware of, I'm sure. But I actually got a, a kick out of uh, One Bite with Dave Portnoy. Uh, for me, it's one of the better YouTube things to watch these days, um, along with things like, and we'll get into podcasts, but obviously there's the Joe Rogans and Mark Marins of the world. And sometimes, you know, people end up watching those on YouTube versus listening to them as podcasts. But um, YouTube was a, was a rabbit hole that I spent a, a lot of time on this year, um, albeit for the fact that uh, obviously I feel like I've been watching so much content and obviously I'm, I'm, I've sort of expounded all the content that I know about that I think is great. There's a lot more. These are my highlights, um, but it's, these are just what interests me. 
So if I uh, can enlighten you on some stuff yourself, that would be great. And, and hopefully that, that can happen. So if we want to get into podcast, um, you know, a lot of these are ones that you might know already. If you haven't listened to, to Live and Die in LA, which probably came out even over a year ago now, Neil Strauss, um, an incredible podcast where Neil actually helped solve a murder. Uh, Neil's a friend of mine, one of the most, you know, incredible writers. He's a genius. Uh, New York Times bestseller seven times. He actually is this, you know, fairly slight guy. Uh, I wouldn't say he's a bigger frame guy. And he goes around trying to solve this murder and confronting people in this podcast that could potentially have committed a murder. So pretty admirable. It's a great story. Um, over the last probably 12, 15 months, whatever it may be. And, and again, I'd have to see exactly when this came out. Um, but one of the better podcasts for sure, To Live and Die in L.A., Neil Strauss. Um, that brought a smile to my face in this past year. And all the usuals. I mean, I am very, very thankful to all news teams. I know how hard it is to put podcasts together. So I think The Daily has done a great job, The New York Times podcast. Up First, NPR has a lot of quality podcasts. If you haven't tuned into Up First and some of the NPR podcasts, there's a plethora of NPR podcasts that are great, that'll keep you occupied for hours, whether you're at the gym or on your Peloton or walking around the city, whatever it may be. Broken Record, uh, Malcolm McLaren and Rick Rubin, uh, for those uh, music files like me, um, I think that audio files, I think that you'll love this if you haven't listened to it already. Um, you know, the interview process is not easy. Having uh, done probably 80, 90 shows, maybe even 100 shows at this point, I'm still learning. I'm still getting better at it, hopefully. Uh, and it's not easy to have a great interview. And, and, and actually makes me appreciate Howard Stern so much now when I listen to some of the interviews I've done and I listen back and I listen to other people interview people. I mean, Stern is genius. And, uh, you know, some of the people that I, I respect now in the space um, are people that I like broken record. Like I mentioned, WTF, Mark Marin. If you haven't listened to it, I'm sure you probably have if you're listening to this one. Great. Obviously, Joe Rogan. Um, yeah, there, there's a lot of content out there, guys. Like I said, I, I think the main takeaway from this best of episode is really the content that's living on television right now. And when I say TV, I'm talking Netflix, Hulu, you know, whatever it may be, Amazon Prime. But again, some of my highlights, uh, and I actually forgot Emily Paris, which I meant to talk about, but another great one, um, just a fun a la Sex in the City, if you want a fun rom-com. But uh, my highlights, again, just to go over my favorite shows, I would say, and I gave you guys quite a bit of information there. The Undoing, Your Honor, Good Lord Bird, Fargo, Somebody Feed Phil, um, Ozark Season 3, Dave, uh, Murder on Middle Beach, some of my favorites. So check those out if you haven't. Hopefully, this information will be helpful to you. I appreciate all the support this year. It's been a challenging year for all of us, to say the least. Um, I hope that 2020 is a better year for all of us. I hope that concerts can return maybe the end of 2021. I hope that this vaccine will kick in somewhere. I, I, I'm, again, I'm just hoping and praying like everyone, maybe by July, August, September, we'll you know, return to normality in, in, a little, you know, in, a, in a sense. I know that we're all craving this. Uh, I'm an extrovert. I miss everyone. I miss seeing people like I normally do. I'm a, I'm a social animal. So this year has been especially challenging for me and, and a lot of others. Uh, stay safe. Hopefully you had a great New Year's if you are listening to this in January. I appreciate the support from all of you. If you like the show, once again, 
please make sure to rate the review, rate the show, review the show. Five stars once again would be great. I appreciate it all. Uh, happy and healthy. Stay safe and lots of love to all of you. You're listening to Lips LA with Scott Lips. Our show today is brought to you by the fine folks at Thursday's Boot Company. You guys have seen me rocking these boots in every other picture I have on Instagram. I'm always repping them. Thursday's Boots is a bootstrap startup that makes the best handcrafted boots and sells them direct to consumer at some of the lowest markups in the footwear industry. Thursday's Boots tagline is highest quality, honest prices because they use some of the best materials like full grain leather, supple glove leather lining, and gold standard Goodyear welt construction. Thursday's Boot Company sells their boots at prices starting at just $149 with free shipping and returns. They've been featured in all the best fashion press, from Esquire to GQ to Cosmo and Vogue. And more, more importantly, they've gotten over 20,000 five-star reviews from real customers. Thursday's boots are perfect for people who understand quality and don't want to pay a high retail markup for a great-looking pair of boots that are built to last. So check them out at Thursday's Boots on Instagram. My favorite shoes, my favorite boots. You always see me repping them. You'll love it. You're listening to Lips LA with Scott Lips. Howdy do, y'all. I'm Uncle Drank, star of the ballad of Uncle Drank. It is a scripted musical podcast about the life and times of me, fictional golf and western country music pioneer, Uncle Drank. The series also stars Luke Wilson, Brian Kelly, Chelsea Lynn, Kinky Friedman, and Billy Zane as a talking blender named Blendy. You can find the ballad of Uncle Drank on Sirius XM, Pandora, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts.